welcome. This is the Dating Counselor Podcast, the show that takes you out of the dating game and into a successful relationship. I'm Lonnie Harmon, and I'm a licensed therapist, and I am the Dating Counselor. Thanks for listening. So what does it take to create a successful relationship? Well, that is the question that I am out to answer in teaching you my new class, The Relationship Screening Method. Go over to thedatingcounselor.com, click under Courses, and learn more about this new course that I'm offering on a virtual platform that also comes with weekly live coaching sessions with yours truly. So that's again, go to thedatingcounselor.com, look under courses and look up the relationship screening method so that you can actually apply the method to then begin creating your successful relationship. What's up, you guys? I'm so excited to share this episode with you on swagger. We are going to talk about swagger today. And I always hear this song in my head when I say that word. Come on, you know it. I hope your head is kind of bopping. (laughs) Like mine is right now. So let's jump into what swagger is and what swagger isn't, because I think that the first part of this is just really important to distinguish what I mean and what I don't mean. So in the negative context, context, I feel like swagger um, means kind of that James Bond womanizer type of guy, someone who's out to manipulate women and control the scene and the situation and just is out looking out for number one. And I I think that, you know, when I first was introduced to the term, that was often what I thought of. But in a more progressive way, as I as I evaluated what that looked like, what I really feel like it means is somebody who's confident. It's a man who is confident and he knows that he has something to offer. He is carrying himself with assurance that maybe not everyone wants what he has to offer, but that a lot of people do and that he has a um, unique things about him that the world would appreciate and that he can carry love and light to people into his life. Um, I do feel like it has something to do with kind of like that sexual magnetism that, that the James Bond-esque type character has. But more than that, I think it's just the confidence that you have uh, what it takes physically to um, help a woman feel connected to you and to feel uh, comfortable in your presence and that you guys can explore that side of the relationship together and not so much that there's this like huge timidity or or a lot of indecision in um, does she like it? Does she not? Will she like it? Will she won't? It's it's this exploration that you can kind of like um, go through together, but knowing that you want to and knowing that it's going to feel um, good for both of you. So yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of layers to it. Uh, stability, emotional intelligence, uh, self-awareness, being able to say like my bad. Um, 
And I'm sure if there are women listening to this episode, you're going, um, this man doesn't exist. He is a mythical creature. And they do, ladies, they do exist. And I hope that you can draw this out in a man, but also that you can know when you have a good one that, that has this. So the reason this episode really came to light was through the years of of working with men and with women in dating counseling, I've come to find that there are some really, really good men who just didn't ever evolve into this space of feeling confident with a woman and feeling confident that what they had to offer would be something that a woman wants. So the goal here is for this episode to then, you know, launch into that discussion of within yourself and saying, do I have this? Do I, do I not? Where am I on the spectrum of this? And can I feel confident now that I've got enough information for how to go out and get it? Because there are a lot of really, really good men out there and they just do not have enough of this confidence that, that women are looking for to move forward. They're scared and indecisive and it leads to a lot of confusion in dating and women lose interest because of that. I don't know if this is because maybe there's, you're just going on men, men, you're just going on too many first dates and you know, you're just like looking for that mythical first date that, that goes really, really well. And so therefore you feel really confident if you're looking for her to bring you that confidence. Um, if you are looking for her to bring you that confidence, I've seen that a lot of times men are looking for feedback really quickly that she's interested in you and that feedback coming really quickly kind of messes up the process because what allows you to move forward and kind of create that anticipation is you not knowing for sure if she's interested, but knowing she's interested enough to keep going out because that leads you to kind of showing up for her and showing why you would be a good catch and then showing how you could um, offer her this and this in life. Um, Again, not a dollar amount, but just like what it's like to join your life and how it would be a life that would be good and happy. And when you don't delay that gratification and you, you know, look for it really, really quickly and she gives it back to you. Oh yeah, I'm super in, I'm all in. Um, what that lends to is you being indecisive because now, you know, she likes you. So you're kind of like, well, now I don't know if I like her enough and maybe she likes me too much. And we get into this kind of mental fight of like, who likes who enough? It's really challenging. So I feel like that's just all important to know, like you're missing the mark. We need to kind of delay that gratification, maybe as long as like six weeks, wondering if she's into you, like, let it grow, be interested in her and, and be okay that she knows that it's really attractive to a woman that you like her and that she is allowed to know it. That is very, very, very attractive. Okay. So how do you find swagger? right? Where, where does it come? If it's not already inside of you, where does it come? So I'm gonna look at like two spaces here. I'm gonna look at your friendships first. Um, are the friendships that you're surrounding yourself with, are they ones that are interested in a relationship and moving forward and like having, um, an exclusive partner and potentially getting married and having children, or are they interested in just exclusively dating? Now, both of these spaces are okay to be in, but if you're looking to find a relationship and you're hanging out with guys that just want to bro and like hang out and go on lots of dates, they're going to make fun of you and 
like kind of minimize what your efforts are and maybe make you second guess whether you like a girl. And I, I think that that's not going to be really helpful for you. I think it's just really important to be self-aware that, you know, you're, if you're not interested in an, a relationship, then that's okay. Um, but that if you are, hang out with people that are and encourage those around you to want one too, because I think that's a, obviously where we're going to be the happiest in life. Um, and, you know, men live longer <laughs> when they have a happy relationship. So then the next space we're going to look at is your environment. Okay. So your environment, I'm going to directly speak to your living conditions. Okay. Are you living in a grown up space? Are you living in a space that is clean, that is tidy, like clean sheets, clean towels, clean room? Does it smell nice? Are you going grocery shopping regularly? Um, are you cooking on occasion? Is the trash getting taken out? Is the lawn mowed? Is the environment that you're living in a grown up situation? And second to that, like looking environmentally, like looking at you as a person, are you dressing like you're 12 years old or are you dressing age appropriate? Um, we're not talking like you have to have a three piece suit everywhere you go, but are you dressing in a, in a, in a way that is appealing to the type of woman that you're interested in? Right. Um, and are you getting a haircut regularly? Are you like grooming your beard? Are you brushing and flossing? Are you getting your teeth whitened? Are you having matching socks? Do you smell nice? Right. Again, you don't have to be perfect in all these areas, but like general standards of grooming, I think are really important uh, because you want to demonstrate that you are a grown man and grown men do these things and they maintain their appearance in a way. Um, my husband was listening to some, some radio program. I don't remember what it was, but they were commenting on this man's eyebrows and one of the commenters said, man, his wife must've just hated him. And the other guy says, why, what, what would make you think that? And he said, well, his eyebrows were freaking out of control <laughs> and you're right. Women come into your life and they help groom you and they help you to feel your best self because they, they're attentive to those things. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be before a woman comes into your life. Be attentive to those things. Get grown-up things and surround yourself with grown-up things. Maybe to you that's going to mean, you know, uh, just a nice bedroom in a, in a place you're renting with friends. Maybe you're going to get um, your own place. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me what that is. It's just that your environment needs to be um, reflective of being a grown-up. So then we're going to look at um, kind of this way that you're carrying yourself physically, okay? Um, swagger, I think when we use that word, we think of the walk, like he walks with swagger, right? But that look, that walk really isn't, it's not like a limp or a, like a shoulder swag or something. It's, it's a confidence that you carry. So your head is up, you're looking out into the room, and you're looking like you're ready to make a connection. And you recognize it's not going to be with everyone because you're not going to be appealing to everyone, but you know that you will make a connection with some people. And that's great. Uh, your body language as you stand is important. Where you're, How are you putting your arms? Are you crossing them over so that you're showing you're not interested in talking? Maybe openness is one of the things you could work on hand in pocket, kind of turning into the room or turn, having your body be open to the space and then looking at your facial expressions um, are you having a warm face, um, a warm reaction so that people are getting feedback that, oh, what I'm communicating, he enjoys listening to. 
Um, there, there was a friend of mine too. I, th I think that sometimes we go into this like, <clears throat> excuse me, am I good looking? Is what I have to offer enough? Is it sufficient? Am I too tall, too short, too this, too that? Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Decide you're good looking and just roll with it. And if you don't feel like you're the best looking guy in the room, that's fine. Get feedback from someone if you need to about how you can look your best, you know, but at the same time, like you don't have to be the most handsome man in the room to have swagger. That's not exactly what it's about. So next note here, when you have swagger, you are the type of guy that recognizes that there is a difference between a friendship and a romantic relationship. Okay. And when you ask a woman out, it's because you're interested in finding out if there can be a romantic connection. And the difference between a romantic relationship and a friendship is physical touch. So if you walk into a romantic relationship and you're feeling really timid about what you have to offer physically, like, does she, is she going to think I'm a good kisser? Is she going to want me to touch her? Is she going to want, like, if you're too worried about what she's going to want, you're going to get in your head and it's going to stop the process from moving forward. So what you want to do is you want to move through the experience of physical touch in a way that seems really natural. Sometimes that's just initially opening the doors and, um, you know, pulling out a chair. Those are really good indications without actually touching each other that you're saying, Hey, this is romantic. And I'm noticing that. And then it could be, you know, offering her your arm. And especially if you're in a crowd or if you're in a, uh, on a date where that would be feeling more safe and appropriate. Um, making sure that she feels, comfortable and protected in the environment that you're going into is good. And then just feeling confident, I think, to make a move. So I know, and I'm so grateful that you don't want to be the bad guy that moves really quickly and scares her. So yes, but the bad guy is really determined by like pushing a physical proximity really quickly, like asking for too much physical touch really, really quickly. And that's not what we want. We want just kind of like a gentle invitation and an opportunity to just say like, I'm interested, I'm in, I want it to be romantic. And if she doesn't like that, that she has an opportunity to let you know that. Um, I'm going to tell you the story about my husband and I, how much swagger he had <laughs> when I met him and through our first date. And I think this will really help illustrate my point. Okay. I got to tell you about this guy because obviously I married him. And so for sure he has swagger, but I need to teach you the difference between why he had it and why others didn't. And I'm going to try my very best to explain this because really there's just, it's like a cosmic energy and it's really hard to articulate it. When I met Mark, we were at a service project. Well, we were at the young single adult representatives from our ward in our church. And there were uh, several wards that were gathering together to create a service project. I was with partnered with someone in my ward and he was partnered with someone else in his ward. And I literally remember seeing him in the room where we first met and he just kind of held my gaze for a minute and just kind of like, like did that head nod total. And I remembered him. There were a lot of people in the room and I remembered him. And my immediate thought was, hmm, he checked me out and that felt good because I was like, hmm, now I'm going to kind of feel like I'm going to check him out, right? He doesn't do anything about it. I don't do anything about it. But fast forward to the service project on the day of, and there was just this opportunity that we had to interact a little bit more. 
And the way he says it is that he felt like he wanted to approach me that day because I, he felt like I was more approachable because I wasn't in church clothes and all formal. But I think a lot of that was just that I didn't see it coming, maybe. I don't know. But he went ahead and just flirted. He flirted with his eyes. He flirted with his body language. He flirted with just kind of the way that he said things. And I could tell that it was happening, but it was subtle. So it looked a little bit like this. Hey, how's your day going? Eyebrows are raising. Um, and this is looking so good. I think you've done such a great job with planning this. Oh, really nice compliment. And, uh, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, driving around with these waters. I think it'd just be easier for us to coordinate if I could get your phone number. Um, with a little eyebrows raised and his eyes kind of going open, right? So I knew immediately that he's not just getting my number. He's like getting my number. And then um, that night we had a dance and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm not a dancer. He's not a dancer. The fact that we connected at a dance and let alone a young single adult dance still shocks me to my core but we did and he um kind of just had this way that he was walking and the way that he was in the room where I just noticed him immediately like he's tall he's handsome um but he also just kind of had his hand one hand in his pocket and he just gave me that like head nod when I walked in and he remembered who I was and he didn't have to do this a lot of guys are like oh um yeah how are you and I connected with you and had conversations with you and got your number three hours ago, but I'm not coy. Like, I don't know you. And there's that space of confidence where it's like, I am interested in talking to you. I am interested in getting to know you. And I'm not afraid to let you know that that is swagger. He knew that he wanted to talk to me. So he came and talked to me. He knew that he wanted to like have a dance with me. So he danced by me. But he also hung back. He didn't like hover all over me so that I couldn't dance with other people or so that I couldn't stay and spend time with my friends. But he was in the area and I still remember him kind of being around. And then I think he left for a minute to go get some water. I don't honestly, I don't even know what he did, but I was like, Hey, where's that guy? Where'd that guy go? And I wanted him to come back. All of that is swagger, right? So then we're, um, in between dances, we're kind of chatting in the hallway and talking about things. And just, we found out we had lots of common interests and those common interests were something that he would then kind of add, Oh, that'd be fun to go do that sometime. Or, Oh, I'm so glad to hear that you like to do that too. Again, just a little bit of swagger. Like I'm confident in what I like and what I'm interested in. And, Oh, that would be neat to see how you experience that. And they were pretty universal things. Like I had these things in common with a lot of people. Like I like water skiing. I like snow skiing. I'm not that great at them, but I like doing them. I like hiking. I like boating. I like traveling, you know, and he liked all those things. And he would say like, Oh, that's so great. Where do you like to go? And, um, that'd be fun to go. Have you been yet yeah, this summer and, or I guess it wasn't summer this spring yet. And are you making plans to go this summer? That would be so fun. And that like, just like kind of adding to it. And as he's talking to me guys, he's seriously leaning. I don't know if you know that movie. I'm going to, I'm going to get that clip together for you, but he's totally leaning, like straight up leaning. 
and it's cute and I'm into it. Right. And I'm feeling from his body language, like this guy is interested in me. But at this point, you guys, like I'm getting all the signals. I know this guy's interested in me, but this doesn't mean anything. Like the swagger has created a window of opportunity, but I had had so many windows of opportunity created over the years that I just didn't expect anything to be done with it. Like I was so used to going to these events, having a man kind of create an opportunity and then have him just completely do nothing with it. And then the next time I see him act like they barely know me or casually know me or even worse, act like they totally know me and they're super interested and they want to do it all over again. And I'm like, it's been three weeks that you didn't even ask me out and you have my number and now you want to chat me up again. Like, I don't, it just, it's annoying. So he did something that was refreshing, which was he asked me out that night. He called me at the end of the dance and he asked me for a date and he remembered something we talked about and asked me if he could take me to sushi. I had straight up told him I didn't like sushi. So again, swagger, he goes, well, you haven't had sushi with me. If I take you to sushi, would you go? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what's different about sushi with him. I want to go. And what was different about sushi with him is that he went to, he took me to a nice place and we sat up at the bar and he communicated with the manager and, or excuse me, the chef and just said, you know, she's not really interested in anything that's not cooked. And if she doesn't like it, we're still going to obviously pay for it, but let's make sure she gets what tastes good for her. And that, I mean, all of that is just swagger, like being the man in the room and being able to like help me feel comfortable in that situation. And then his body language while we were talking, like he had it, we were up at this, at the bar, right? Like the sushi counter, I guess you should say, cause it wasn't like a, a traditional bar setting. And he kind of just turned half open to me and his body language was open into like, I want to get to know you and I'm willing to receive things. So it wasn't like closed off or hunched away or looking half away. Um, and that night he also asked, invited me to go to a movie. I don't typically do movies on a first date. I was always thinking that was not the best first date, but more and more I had been because it was just like something that was a little bit easier to do. Um, when we were in the movie theater, he totally reached for my hand. I, I didn't even have to play the whole, like, I want him to touch my hand or I wonder if he will, or those 50 years of wondering, like, <laughs> if he's going to actually do it. He just reached over and he grabbed my hand and swagger, like right there. Because if I didn't like him, obviously I would just take my hand back and, you know, give him like a half smile and watch the movie. But if I did, I'd let it stick. And so that was kind of his philosophy. Like, if I like her, I'm going to make the move. If she doesn't like me, she'll take it back. I'm not going to try to, like, do something that makes her feel uncomfortable. But I am interested and I am okay to let her know that. That is swagger. I feel confident and assured that what I have to offer is something that she would like. So there you go. That's swagger. It's the first date and how he got he got the second date. <laughs> It was just a misunderstanding and on top of the Joe Jr. thing. Excuse me? Nothing. No, there's no nothing now. What Joe Jr. thing? The leaning thing. The leaning thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you mean? 
by the leaning because he gave me flowers? And then you leaned. And then I leaned. Yeah. Okay. How did I lean when I leaned? How were you leaning? Yeah. It's a lot different than hugging. Hugging's very different. Hugging that involves arms and hands and leaning is whole bodies moving in like this. Leaning involves wanting and accepting leaning. Hey, Luce! Is this guy bothering you? No, no. Are you sure? Because it looks like he's leaning. Thank you. See? I'll be right over here if you need me. Okay, thank you very much. I know karate. <laughs> okay, so hopefully we have gone through enough here that you are thinking, hmm, I think I have swagger, I'm medium to swagger, or I need to get some more. So let's just kind of break down, like, what are some ideas for ways that you can get swagger that maybe don't involve, like, suddenly just having it and being able to walk into a room and, and women are like, oh my gosh, she's got it. So think about maybe some different things that you can do that are outside of your box, like getting to know new people um, uh, at work or at some kind of other event that you just have to kind of talk to and get to know them and feel like you're carrying a conversation that isn't just about you or just about them. That's a really good dynamic conversation that goes back and forth. Um, you can think about maybe reading a book you haven't read before or uh, doing something that's a little bit like outside of your box. So you have some different things to talk about. Um, traveling somewhere that is maybe unusual for you that you can figure out what you liked or didn't like about that and um, kind of ponder what what that brought to you. Um, just doing something a little bit different can sometimes give you a lot of confidence. Maybe getting there, get going somewhere differently getting somewhere differently. Um, I always feel like exercise is a good idea. Eating healthy is a good idea. Um, and you know, just kind of like stepping outside of your box. So you can also like look at maybe some mentors, um, men that you feel like have it, men that are good, kind, and, um, you admire them and just kind of say like, what did you do? How did you get the girl? And you know, if they can't remember, it's probably because it was a while ago, but it, it's okay that, that you can just kind of explore that conversation that, with them for a minute. If they just say like, oh, I don't know, you just have it or you don't, that's not entirely true. Uh, I think that it's, a, it's an experience and something that you kind of evolve into. I think if you get your dating education brushed up, reading some books about relationships, learning how to be a good communicator, learning about maybe an area of a relationship that you feel like you're a little bit more weak in like emotional intelligence where you learn how to name your own name and communicate your emotions. Um, maybe if you're not feeling financially confident, what are some things that you could do to shore that up and not like there has to be a certain dollar amount there, remember, but just something that is going to help you to feel confident to know your worth, not your net worth, but your actual worth, your self-esteem, how you care for and love yourself. 
I said this in other podcasts as well, but I want to just say it again. Like I, I always hear, we always talk about self-care and yes, self-care, self-care, but really self-care I think is about self-love. If you love yourself, you can take care of yourself and you take care of yourself in a way that you're, you know that you can have the things that you want. Um, I want to say something too, that I feel like is really going to help with swagger. And I think that's working through rejection. Uh, we've all had it, but I think men have had like a really high amount of it because traditionally they're the ones that are doing more of the asking out and they can get perceived rejection from unclear asking someone out, or they can get very clear rejection because they asked someone out and that person wasn't interested. And those, any one of those things can really hurt your confidence and make you feel like you're not, you don't have something to offer, but you do. Everybody does. And you absolutely do. So you don't have to necessarily like gather every single ounce of your confidence to move forward, but gather enough that you know that you have, um, what it takes and that you have the, the goods. (laughs) That sounds kind of funny, but like you do, you have what it takes. You have the goods go out and use them. Um, failure is something that's just going to happen. Rejection is something that's going to happen. If you remember that you're not a fit for everyone and not everyone's a fit for you, sometimes it doesn't hurt so bad. If you remember that in dating, we're just trying each other on to see if we're a good fit. And if we're not, we're not. And if we are great, but it's not just supposed to happen with every single person. And I think the other thing is if you normalize, like everyone has to do this, this isn't just unique to me. I am not the only person that's getting rejected, even though it might seem like that with the peers I'm surrounded with or where I'm looking, like I'm not the only person and teach yourself how to manage and handle rejection. Like, okay, that was a good learning experience. And I'm going to, you know, sit and feel my feels and feel crappy and kind of wallow. And then I'm going to pick myself up again and I'm going to move forward because sitting here and dwelling and creating stories about how I'm such an idiot isn't helping me. So create stories where I'm the winner. Um, she rejected me because she was going on a humanitarian trip and would be without cell service for six months and didn't want to put me through that. (laughs) Or we're not going to go out anymore because we would be incompatible because she wants to live, um, in the middle of the frozen tundra. And I only want to live in the desert. Like, I just think if we're going to make up a story, make up the one where you're the winner and, in all honesty, if it if it doesn't work in a relationship, what's really, truly going to help is you guys both saying, hey, I don't think we're a good fit for each other and I wish you the best. That's what gives both of you confidence to move forward and um, go into that next relationship feeling like a million bucks and like you do have something to offer. It just didn't work, um, work well. So don't be arrogant. <laughs> Don't be full of yourself. That's the one side of the spectrum. The other side of the spectrum is like, I don't really feel like I have a lot to offer. I really hope she picks me. I don't really know why she would. Like we're trying to find something in the middle and something that airs a little bit farther on the side of like, I'm awesome and I'm not going to be vain about it, but I know that holding my hand feels good. And I know that you know, being cared for and protected by me feels good. And that, you know, she's going to 
want to talk to me because I listen and I respond. And she's going to want to kiss me because I'm great at that. And all of these things that you have, like, know that you have them. And that is swagger. So we're going to wrap this up. And I hope this starts a good conversation within yourself or with those around you that you can kind of figure out what this feels like for you and um, that you can work on it if you need to. And if not, feel confident that you have it and go forward, have fun, get your swagger on, right? And um, I'm going to sign out with the uh, opening scene from Hitch because I think it's pretty much gold. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about the science book. Don't know much about the French I took. Basic principles. No woman wakes up saying, God, I hope I don't get swept off my feet today. Now, she might say, this is a really bad time for me. Or something like, I just need some space. Or my personal favorite, I'm really into my career right now. You believe that? Neither does she. You know why? Because she's lying to you. That's why. You understand me? Lying. It's not a bad time for her. She doesn't need any space. And she may be into her career, but what she's really saying is uh, get away from me now or possibly try harder, stupid. But which one is it? 60% of all human communication is nonverbal, body language. 30% is your tone. So that means that 90% of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth. she's gonna lie to you she's a nice person she doesn't want to hurt your feelings what else she gonna say she doesn't even know you yet luckily the fact is that just like the rest of us even a beautiful woman doesn't know what she wants until she sees it and that's where i come in my job is to open her eyes you can get it if you really So if you're shy, be shy. If you're outgoing, be outgoing. I'm not outgoing. But that's okay. Now, she may not want the whole truth, but she does want the real you. She may not want to see it all at once, but she does want to see it. So tonight, when you're wondering what to say or how you look or whether or not she likes you, just remember, she is already out with you. That means she said yes when she could have said no. That means she made a plan when she could have just blown you off. So that means it is no longer your job to try to make her like you. It is your job not to mess it up. Huh? Huh? Now the key tonight is hang back. Give her plenty of space. If she lingers at a photograph, move on. But maintain the visual.
it's supposed to be 64 and clear tonight. So when you leave the club, walk a little. Ask her what she thought about the show. What was her favorite photograph? Why that one? And when she answers, don't be looking at her mouth. Don't be wondering what she looks like naked. Listen to what she is saying and respond. Listen, respond. Listen, respond. That way, when it's your turn to talk, you'll have something better to say than, I like your mouth. What was your favorite one? The, uh, elephant definitely, yeah. And all of a sudden, we're on date number two. Thank you so much for listening to the Dating Counselor podcast, where I help you build a successful relationship. It would mean so much to me if you could rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast so that we can change the way dating is happening and everybody can have a successful experience. If you do, please send me a screenshot. I would love to see your review and share it on my social media. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Peace and blessings. This podcast and the social media associated with it represents the opinions of Lonnie K. Harmon, LCSW, and her guests to the show. The content here is intended to be psychoeducational and should not be taken as specific mental health advice. The content here is for informational and educational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health professional for any mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and social media are her own and that of her guests to the show. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. Privacy is of, is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect client confidentiality. 
This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a therapist-client relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast, please send a message to Lonnie at Lonnie at MillCreek-Counseling.com. That's Lonnie, L-O-N-I, at MillCreek-Counseling.com.